welcome to the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. If you're ready for a dose of inspiration and insight, then you've come to the right place. My name is Victoria Maskell and I'm a psychotherapist, mindset coach and positivity practitioner. I help women just like you to have their own Cinderella stories and transform their mindsets to make their dreams a reality. So if you're a coach, an entrepreneur, or just looking to up-level your life, then this is the podcast for you. I'm going to be talking all things money mindset, manifesting your dream life, and how to use your subconscious to achieve anything you set your mind to. I'm going to be filling these podcast episodes with stories and inspiration for you, things to make you smile, feel supported, and get ready to crush your goals and manifest your dreams. There is no such thing as a coincidence in life. So just by listening to this podcast, you are one step closer to making your dream life, business and mindset a reality. So if you're ready for today's dose of positivity and prosperity, then let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. I hope this is a really, really good week for you. Um, I want to dive straight in and say that at the moment, so as I'm recording this, uh, the 9th to the 15th of May 2022 is a special week because it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, And one of the things, I'm going to leave some information in the show notes, so if this is something you want to know more about, I'm going to link you straight to the direct page. Um, But one of the things that they are talking about in this Mental Health Awareness Week is loneliness. Tackling loneliness, which since the events of 2020 has massively been on the increase. Now, I was thinking about how I could contribute to this, how I could help, and I, I hope this podcast in general is something that helps I was going to say boost mental health, but in any way, shape or form, whether this is so that you feel heard, whether you get information, whether you get tools and tips on mindset and whatever. But I also thought I'm currently running the free challenge in my Facebook group called Make May Magical. And it's running throughout the whole of May. So if you're not already part of it, don't worry, there's still plenty of time to join. And actually, one of the things I've noticed in the group, so as I'm recording this, it is the 9th of May. One of the things I've noticed so far is the beautiful community that is in that Facebook group. There are people who have never met from all over the world commenting on each other's um, posts and ideas and sharing and asking questions. And it's just a really, really lovely atmosphere. So I wanted to say that please feel free to come and join the free challenge. If you're not the kind of person that's into Facebook groups, that is absolutely fine. Feel free to just join for the challenge and then leave afterwards if it's not something you want to continue. But there is a really, really lovely community of people who are being open and sharing and positive and supporting each other. And as it is Mental Health Awareness Week, what a what better time to come and be part of all of that positivity. Now, I'm sharing activities every single day that are all about mindset, manifestation, um, overcoming limiting beliefs. Um, There is also a free hypnosis session that I ran live last night and it's going to be up for a few days so there is still time to catch it and it was all about overcoming limiting beliefs and overcoming feelings of being not good enough, not worthy, 
all of that stuff and that is completely free and it's in the group um, if you've got any questions then drop me a message so I'm going to leave the link to the Facebook group in the show notes if you can't find the show notes make sure you come and follow me on Instagram I'm at victoria.maskell and in my little bio there is the link directly to the Facebook group or just send me an email, send me a message. You can always contact me and it really means so much when people do send me messages either saying they've really enjoyed an episode or you know they've found something helpful, whatever. I'm always here, drop me a message, come and say hi and thank you for being part of this podcast community. Now, today's episode. So um, a couple of weeks ago now, I put a post on my Instagram stories that was asking for questions on mindset, manifestation, um, BWRT, hypnosis, etc. And I got loads of questions about BWRT. And so I thought, right, I'm going to do a separate episode that is all about BWRT. So this episode is going to answer your questions. It's going to give you insights. It's going to show you why BWRT may be something that you haven't heard of yet, but is definitely something that you want to know more about and even potentially incorporate into your life. So I'm going to be answering the questions um, Lots of them were sort of very similar, so I've sort of lumped them all together, but thank you so much for asking these questions. It's really helpful for me because then I know what you want me to answer and what you want to know about it. So without further ado, let's go into the first question. Now this one made me laugh because the question was basically just everything. How does it work mostly? And that I was like, right, okay, so this is what spurred on this episode. Now I have been trained in BWRT since 2018. So I've been using it in my coaching practice, in my sessions for 2018, 19, 20, 24 and a half, five years? Rough, nearly coming up to five years and it was created or started life probably because it was created a little bit before this um, in about 2013. Now I was trained by Terence Watts who is the originator of BWRT and he works and worked with um, a man called uh, Dr. Rafiq Lockhart who is a clinical psychologist based in South Africa and together they have just created this wonderful BWRT world. Um, As ever, I'm going to leave more links in the show notes. So if you want to look and kind of dive into it even more than I'm going to tell you in this episode, I'll make sure you've got all of that information. So I'm going to quote some bits from um, Terence Watts at the start, because I think he explains this so, so well. But I've done a few podcast episodes and people have interviewed me and asked about BWRT. And there's this overwhelming feeling of Wow, I've never heard of it. So if you're listening to this episode, if you've heard of BWRT and you know someone who this might help, who might be interested in knowing more, they might be interested in training in it, or they might be interested in having it and incorporating that into their life, please do share this episode with them. Because I just think this is one of the most impactful, effective, incredible tools that I've ever come across. And the more people that know about it, the better. So that is kind of my aim for this episode. So let's start with a little quote. So this is a Viktor Frankl quote. And he said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and freedom. Now, I think this is a perfect way to start this because 
if you think about, you've probably heard me say on this podcast, an event has no meaning until the one we place on it. Because things are happening all the time. We are constantly experiencing environments, people, stimulus, stimuli, stimuli, not stimuluses, um, events. It's all happening. And we always get to choose a response. If you think about, um, I don't know, maybe you've gone for an interview and you don't get the job. There is an event that's happened and you get to choose how you feel about that or on some level you get to choose. Now, because of our conditioning and our beliefs and our stories and our expectations, often that response is one that we wouldn't necessarily choose. And what I mean by that is there is a repeated pattern of let's say, not feeling good enough. So you might not get the job and instantly your brain goes to, I knew it. I knew I wouldn't get it. It's Nothing ever good happens to me. I always mess it up. I always make mistakes. I knew I shouldn't have gone for it. I knew I wasn't ready. Everyone was going to be better than me, etc., etc., etc. And that can be really disheartening to sit in those limiting beliefs, in those negative responses. And if you got to choose you might want to reframe that into, okay, well, this was an awesome experience or great, maybe it's just not the right time for me. Um, Maybe a feeling of actually, maybe this wasn't the right job for me or the right time or the right opportunity or the right something, but I've learned lots and if and when I want to go for a similar job, I'm going to be even better next time. This was like the preparation stage. I'm so grateful for the experience and now I'm ready for the next step, whatever that looks like. So same event, different response. So if you think about when BWRT was created, this this kind of Viktor Frankl quote, and then the next study that I'm going to talk about were two key players that Terence Watts had kind of come across. Now, Terence Watts is an incredibly experienced therapist. I think he has over 10,000 hours of client hours? No, 10,000 client hours. Um, Incredibly experienced in many different forms of hypnosis and different forms of therapy. And then BWRT was born. Now, if you have ever looked into the idea of free will versus determinism, so there's a debate in psychology and philosophy around, do we actually have free will? Or are we determined by our biology? So the genes that we're given, does that ultimately determine our health, our well-being, our personality? Or is there some kind of free will? Or is there environmental determinism? So we're a product of our environments. The people we surround ourselves with, the weather, the um, opportunities, the things we see here, etc. Now, Benjamin Libet in 1983 was doing a study that explains why BWRT is so amazing. And it explains how BWRT works and how it's so different from other techniques in coaching and in therapy. So what he did, this Benjamin Libet study, and again, I'm gonna leave uh, links in the show notes so that you can actually see this for yourself. Um, If you imagine a clock face with just numbers going round, And there was a red dot going round that. And what he did was he said to participants who were hooked up to this equipment, no doubt, um, if you've ever seen pictures of an uh, EEG, electroencephalograph, where there's like little sticky dots placed on the scalp of someone and it registers the electrical energy, which is obviously what is going through the brain. So he said to people when they were hooked up to this, right, all I want you to do is tell me what number the dot was on 
when you decided to press the button. Okay, nice and easy. Now, what he found was so interesting because he found that the brain had already made the decision about a third of a second earlier. And then what looked like the thought behind that decision had actually occurred even earlier than that. Now, Stephen Hawking has actually um, replicated and has got even more evidence for this. So if you type into YouTube or Google search probably, but YouTube is quicker, um, Libe, which is L-I-B-E-T, and then Hawking, you will see his experiments and his kind of adding to this. So what does this mean? Okay, so people had made a decision to press a button, but that was the conscious part. Actually something was happening before that. Something was happening in their brain before they were consciously aware of that. So what that means is basically we know there's a gap between the stimulus and the response and something is going on in that. And something is going on before your conscious mind knows about it. Now, if you've ever had a BWRT session with me, you will know I always give this example, but Imagine that you're sat in front of me right now. Hi, I'm waving at you. Although I probably wouldn't wave at you if you were sat right in front of me. But anyway, if you were sat in front of me right now and I said, okay, I'm just going to throw this pen at you and I just threw the pen towards you, what would happen? Well, you'd duck or you'd go to catch it or you'd go to bat it out of the way and you wouldn't have to think about it. It's the same as if you're, um, you're in a shop maybe and you've just brushed past a little shelf and you've knocked something off. You instantly go to grab it. You don't even think about it. You're just like, oh, wow. In fact, I was just watching, um, I think it was a lad Bible. So if you're on Instagram, go to lad Bible. There is this video of this woman. So it's on her ring doorbell, I think. She's in the doorway. She is talking to um, what looks like a delivery person. And suddenly something catches her eye from the top left. So I'm imagining the first um, floor in her house. And she runs out and catches her dog. And you can see that it's just instinct. She's not sat there going, oh, what could that be? Oh, that looks like my dog. Oh dear, it looks like my dog is about to jump out of the window. Oh, what could I do? Well, I could do this or I could... There's no time for that. There is no time for that sort of slow, conscious processing. We have to act on instinct. And so much of what we do is that acting on instinct. Now, this is great when we're catching a pen, catching a dog, breaking in our car so that we don't, um, so that we can avoid an obstacle. That's great. That instinctual response is there without us consciously being aware of it. But if you then take a second and go, wait a minute, what if this is in relation to a phobia or anxiety? or some kind of psychological process or thought that you'd rather not have, like imposter syndrome, or overthinking, or just something that your brain is picking up on and you would rather it didn't. Because all of this is exactly the same thing. When you see out of the corner of your eye what looks like a spider and you instantly start to feel anxious and sick, or when you think about going to the dentist, or you think about launching your podcast or your business and your stomach flips or your stomach churns, almost before you're even consciously aware of it, that is what this study is talking about. Because what is happening is a part of your brain 
that we now know that is likely to be the reptilian complex, might be called the subconscious, might be, be called the old brain, all of these, there's different names for it. And I, I kind of won't go into that because that's something that's easier to see with diagrams. But that is the part of your brain that is creating a response before you're even consciously aware of it. Now, there are lots of different techniques out there that can help people. And a lot of them are based on the idea of, right, the problem started, I'm feeling nervous, I'm feeling sick, I'm overthinking, I'm worrying about something, I'm shaking, I'm blushing. Right, how do we deal with it now? So they work on, once you're aware of it, something that you can do, okay? The reason BWRT is different is because rather than working on whatever the brain is doing once the response has started, BWRT works in the cognitive gap before the response starts. And then what it does is it stops that response in its tracks before it gets to the conscious mind. Now, I've just realized that I haven't actually said what BWRT stands for. So it stands for Brain Working Recursive Technique. Now, personally, this is something that I use a lot in my coaching because it has so many different applications, but we'll we'll kind of go on to that. So for me, if I think about when I very first, so I very first trained in hypnosis back in 2009. And obviously along the way, I've picked up lots of different training courses and different tools and different techniques. And the reason I think BWRT is so different is because the older school model of therapy meant that a person was in therapy, whatever that means, um, potentially for months, potentially for years. And it was seen as a long process. You needed to dig into everything. You needed to uncover everything. You needed to talk through everything. Now, there is a place for that. That might be exactly what some people want. When you apply BWRT though, you can use it in coaching. There are, um, so since this launched in 2013, it's now used by clinical psychologists, psychiatrists, coaches, psychotherapists all around the world. And rather than that, that idea of, oh, you're going to be stuck in therapy, you're going to be stuck in something, you're going to be stuck in processing for years, BWRT often only needs a session or two. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But what I want you to think about is imagining if there's something in your life, maybe an anxiety or a phobia or um, like a thought habit, like overthinking or imposter syndrome, something like that. Imagine how it would feel not to have to deal with it when it comes up, but for it to not come up in the first place. Now, I've actually had, I think, for me personally, for me to be trained in a technique, I want to have it. I want to use it. I want to experience it. I want to be part of it. I want to see it working, feel it working so that when people come to me and say, do you think this could be effective? I can actually share from my perspective. And one of the things I had BWRT for was um, a phobia of spiders. Now, classically, you think a phobia of spiders, right, it could be learnt. You know, we're talking about environmental determinism. Both of my parents are not scared of spiders. No matter how big the spider would be, bear in mind we live in the UK, so if anyone's listening to this in Australia or Africa or somewhere where they have really big spiders, I realise that we are working with a slightly different issue, but but hey-ho, you're very brave. Um, Neither of my parents were bothered by spiders, but for some reason I had developed a phobia of them. And I, I don't know what happened, but a couple of years ago, 
there was just this, I'm going to call it spider epidemic. Now, there wasn't actually a spider epidemic, but I was getting lots of really big spiders in my house. And it was getting to the point where I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking there were spiders on me. I was like, <gasps> one's fallen on me. No, it hadn't. Now, obviously, because I know about manifestation, I also know that we're creating our reality. And when you have an anxiety about something, your brain is in hyper alert mode to it. So therefore, you are more likely to see anything that is related to that because your brain is picking up on it and even my mum said during this time she was like it's so strange Victoria we really don't get that many spiders you seem to get so many and I live in a more um I suppose more urban area and they live in a very rural area where there are fields directly behind their house which would be you know perfect for spiders anyway so I had some BWRT for this phobia and the only way I can describe it is afterwards bear in mind you know any spider was making me feel very anxious very nervous I was feeling apprehensive going to sleep because there might be spiders in my bedroom it was you know fairly extreme as I would describe it afterwards I remember tidying out my office um, and there was lots of paperwork that I was going through and what happened was there was a really big spider I call them a house spider or a harvest spider but big legs big body if you want a little description. And without even realizing it, I noticed the spider, was like, oh, okay, I need to move that. Picked up a glass, picked up a piece of paper, put it outside, came back into my office and went, whoa, oh my gosh. <laughs> now, the difference is, it wasn't that I felt anxious and then needed to use tools and techniques to calm myself down and rationalize it and use logic because I wasn't working with the conscious part of my mind. The BWRT had worked in that gap so that that anxiety response didn't even start, didn't even get going. And I see it now, and this is obviously a few years later, there'll be a spider and okay, I don't want one on my face, thank you very much, but it's absolutely fine for me to go, oh, I'll just move that, oh yeah, or I'll leave that one, yeah, it's fine. And that is like night and day in terms of responses. So if you want to know more, I would actually suggest you check out episode 145. So um, one of my lovely clients, Charlotte, was talking about her experience with BWRT. And I think it's really good to hear it from that perspective. So that is kind of BWRT in a nutshell, how it works, why it works. Um, as I said, I'll leave some more links in the show notes. The next question though, how long does it take to get rid of a limiting belief with BWRT? The first thing I want to say on this is let's remember that everyone is different and sometimes we think we have a limiting belief and actually it's not a limiting belief, it's an interconnected amount of limiting beliefs. Now all that being said, BWRT is so highly effective it can be as little as one session on a fear, a phobia, a limiting belief, and I've seen that myself. So I only had one session of BWRT for my spider phobia. I actually also got some help with um, a phobia of going to the dentist. Um, when I was a child, I had, um, well, I still do, I guess, but I had a really small mouth, so I had a normal number of teeth, but not enough space for those teeth. So when I was about 10, I had four teeth taken out and they thought that might be enough to just give it enough room. Um, and then my adult teeth fully came in and no, it wasn't enough. So I had to have another four teeth out. Somehow I've had nine out. I don't know how I've managed that. But anyway, 
So not a particularly fun process. And I think that's potentially where I developed a bit of an anxiety around the dentist. Um, But yeah, I just needed one session on it. So it can be so rapid. And I think the amazing thing with BWRT is even if you feel like you might need three or four sessions on something because there's lots of things feeding into it, you notice feeling better after that first session. You notice a feeling of relief, calmness. Um, Sometimes I would say that you don't necessarily leave the session feeling different, but then you notice, oh, that didn't trigger me. Oh, I've just felt calmer overall. And I think it's so amazing for that to happen so quickly because if you haven't listened to any of my episodes before, the reason I am a coach, the reason I do what I do is because I had really bad anxiety in my early 20s and I hated that feeling of being out of control, not knowing what to do about it, not knowing how to rationalise it. You know, I sat there thinking to myself, but Victoria, the doctors have said there's nothing wrong with you. You can breathe. There's nothing stuck in your throat. But my subconscious, my reptilian complex probably, was absolutely taking over, running the show, telling me that things were wrong. And it was really, really scary. So from that moment on, when I then, because BWRT didn't exist then, remember, Um, I went to see a hypnotherapist, she explained so much about the mind, how it creates symptoms and how those symptoms are so real. From that moment on, I just vowed that this was something I needed to train in, I didn't want anyone else to feel that horrible, out of control, lost, what am I going to do about this feeling? So hopefully, even just listening to this episode might be giving you an idea of a tool you haven't tried, a technique that might be suitable for someone you know just to help them feel better, more in control, calmer, more resilient, whatever that is. Sorry if you can hear that, someone has just decided to go past on a motorbike. So in terms of how long it takes, it can be as little as one session. Part of the session work that I would be doing is digging to actually uncover what is going on. Now, in a BWRT session, and I'm going to say in terms of if you are working with me, um, BWRT is very... um, what's the word I'm going to say? Not strategized. There's a, there's a regimented. I'm going to say regimented. So you should be able to go to a BWRT session with any of the registered practitioners and get the same format because we all work in the same way. But I'm going to t- say it in terms of this is how I work. So the start of the session, we're talking a lot. We're asking, I'm asking you lots of questions to uncover, to understand what is going on. Now, BWRT is brilliant because a lot of it can be really content free. You don't have to dig up old ideas and go through them and process them consciously because that's not how we're working. So you can always tell me as little or as much as you like. And often those questions uncover insights that you hadn't uncovered before. It gives you those aha moments. And often just that part of the session can make really positive changes on its own. Then from that point of view, or from that point rather, that's when I can start to say, okay, great, I think this could be one session. I think this could be two, this could be three. We might set up um, a strategy of, right, what are the things you want to work on? Let's order them. Let's um, rank them in terms of how much of a negative impact they're having. And let's start at the top of those and work our way through. And what often happens is, actually, the ones that are lower down the list fade away because they were only there because they were linked to something else that we've worked on previously. So everyone is different. Um, 
it's all on a case-by-case basis, but it's much more common for people to have two or three BWRT sessions than months and months of sessions like other techniques and other kind of therapy methods. And I just think that in itself is just amazing. Right, next question. Can I practice BWRT alone? I loved this question because, you know, it's really useful to have stuff that you can do outside of a session or on your own. So the answer to this one is you need to have a session with a BWRT practitioner first to learn the process. The really rapid, really effective work is happening when you're with the therapist or with the coach or the practitioner, depending on what type of session you're having. Now, The reason for this is, and this comes back to coaching a lot, like for example, I'm a mindset coach. I have a mindset coach. I have someone who helps me reflect back or is is kind of a mirror to me, to my beliefs and my experiences and my stories. Because when you're in something, it's really hard to see it clearly. And part of the BWRT session is actually helping you to see what's going on, understand what's going on, and potentially see it slightly differently. Now, with BWRT, there are some tools and techniques that we can teach you that you can use outside of a session. One of the really important ones, I would say, is something called the emergency stop technique, um, which is really good for nipping things in the bud, particularly if you can't get to the session or you have to have a gap between sessions or it's something that might need a few sessions to work on, but you want to have some instant relief on it. But as I said, that's something that you would need the BWRT practitioner to explain to you, work you through, talk you through, etc. Now, the other reason I thought this was a good question is because actually, because BWRT is unlike other techniques, you often don't need to do any work on it between the sessions because it's you've done the rewiring in the session. It just doesn't exist in your brain in the way that it used to. So I would say nine times out of 10, There's nothing to do in between the sessions. There's no need for tools and techniques outside of it. Now, I'm one of these people that likes to be really thorough. So I can imagine that back in 2009, if this had existed, I would be saying, and what can I do in between our sessions? Do I need to listen to something? Do I need to do an exercise? Do I need to do an activity? So there are things that um, people like me, the practitioners, the coaches can talk you through and show you how to use. But really, most of the time you don't need it because the session is so effective on its own. So that was a good question. Uh, Right, the final question then that sort of summarised the ones I got was, can you have BWRT for more than one thing and how often can you do it? Uh, So the big answer is yes. BWRT is really, really versatile. So you can apply it for so many different issues. Now, it's possible to have weekly sessions, completely possible. Um, Personally, I would say no more frequent than weekly, just because you need to have a little bit of time for the consolidation. You've probably got busy lives, lots of things to be doing. And it's actually nicer to have a gap. So the weekly gap between the sessions, so that you can have even more perspective on it. And what I tend to say to people is, great, let's let's get that session, the next session booked in. And if that session needs to be you saying, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. I feel fantastic. I don't think there's anything else to work on. 
brilliant. And if there is stuff to work on, even better, because we can just peel back some more layers of the onion and keep working on it. So yes, it is incredibly versatile. I think one of the things I absolutely love about the coaching work I do is that I get to see people from all different walks of life across the world, because obviously I work on Zoom, which is just amazing in itself. And I've helped people with all things from money mindset, imposter syndrome, fear of success, then a big category of people with phobias, so spiders, slugs, um, people with uh, fruit and veg phobias, so phobias of certain textures and certain foods. Um, I've worked with people on public speaking, um, driving, as you'll know if you've listened to the episode with Charlotte. Um, I've helped people with insomnia, so not sleeping properly, the anxiety around not sleeping properly, um, habits around food, achieving goals in their business, working on their self-worth. I mean, the list is practically endless. I could probably do about 10 podcast episodes just talking about that. But yes, it is something that you can have for so many different things. I would say it works really well weekly. Um, Personally, I combine BWRT with coaching. So I'm a BWRT master coach. And so on top of this, we start off the BWRT coaching um, often with a personality element. So we're actually looking to really understand what drives you, what motivates you. And then we can incorporate BWRT into the process to help eliminate those limiting beliefs or fears or blocks or self-sabotage that's actually holding you back from what you want to achieve. And then we can build a list of goals, things you want to work on. There's, It's just so versatile. I just think it's absolutely amazing. Now, I hope this has helped you kind of have an insight and understanding of what BWRT is, what this technique is. Um, I'm going to leave lots of information in the show notes. And if this is something that you think would be a really positive addition to your life for some coaching or fears, phobias, um, imposter syndrome, whatever it might be, then feel free to drop me an email just to find out more. So that's victoria at victoriamaskell.com. Or you can go to my website, which is victoriamaskell.com. Find out more information, have a look at it. You can always contact me just to ask questions. Um, Quite often I get people who want to have a session, as in purchase a session for one of their friends or family. Um, So if you've got any questions about how that might work, please just let me know. But I hope you've enjoyed this session, finding out more about the awesome thing that is BWRT. I'm actually about to speak at the BWRT conference um, at the end of May, and I'm so excited. I'm sure there'll be even more insights that I will be bringing back to this podcast about this amazing technique, how you can use it. Um, So I will be sure to do another episode on that. Um, Don't forget about joining the free challenge, the Make May Magical Challenge. Come and join my Facebook group. Um, Share this with anyone that you think it would benefit, who would benefit from it, sorry. And I will be back very soon for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this content, I would so love it if you could leave me an iTunes review. You would totally make my day and you'd help this podcast to reach other listeners just like you. And if you know someone who this content would help, then please share it with them. Share the love, share the positivity. I hope you all have a wonderful and prosperous day and I will see you all in the next episode.